What is even up? It is your boy Crabman here with my boy Heckenstein. Welcome to the Hypnotic hey, hey, hey. How are you doing? I know, but uh, have you noticed that I always like fall into your uh, introduction <laughs> with the hey, hey, hey? <laughs> <laughs> I have yeah. not, but sometime I will learn. Uh, I'm fine. Got a bit of a hectic day today. Mm. Um, how have you been? Oh, horrible. Horrible. Very, very horrible, yes. <laughs> Do you want to tell me about your hectic day first? Or? Um, well, okay. So today I got a call from my ex-girlfriend who's uh, on her way here to um, yeah, get some stuff and um, yeah, she's Apparently, she met with friends, and those friends were at a party where someone was tested positive for Corona. So now she doesn't know if she has it or not. Uh, we're still waiting for like the friends' um, tests. Mm. So, but yeah, I packed all her stuff to. <laughs> Just like an hour ago, put it in front, uh, like behind the door, and then she can come in, grab it, and <laughs> hopefully not infect anyone else mm. in the flat. Because, uh, yeah, we have like, we are five people here, two of them immuno immunocompromised. Makes it a bit uncomfortable. Maybe we should put it in front of the door. Yeah, one of that too. <laughs> And she can let you know when she's coming, right? Or is it? Mm -hmm. She can let you know when she's coming, right? So yeah. she doesn't have to like. Yeah. Or otherwise, like... you have to just wipe off the. Um, the handle, yeah. And everything, yeah. Yeah, I put I put some um, some gel there so she can do that. Okay. Effect. And yeah, I think she she will come in like around two hours. So oh. maybe if we're finished, I can can just carry everything out, which is probably a better idea. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, she she met outside with them, and it could be that all is fine, even if they are positive. So let's say the risk isn't too high, but um, yeah, the danger is. So gotta watch out, even if like the percentage chance that you can get it is low. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> that's weird yeah she, she's really <laughs> upset about it as well because i mean she obviously has a bad time right now too <laughs> yeah. and she also told me that she was sitting at the uh at the waterfront in uh back in our hometown and <laughs> a bird uh, shit on her head yeah <laughs> 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 keep it at that <laughs> nah uh, i don't i wish her well i hope everything turns out great for her not uh yeah did we watch something the other day where someone was shit on by a bird and then in the recall yeah. was like hey you missed me <laughs> i was shit in the mouth <laughs> yeah. yeah i thought about that too um what was that 
that was uh, pop stars. Ah, right. Never stop, never stopping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought about that as well <laughs> immediately. <laughs> oh man, ah, I love that movie. That was a... It's okay. Mm, it's, it, the humor is rough for me, but uh, you can. Yeah, I really respond to it. That's uh, <laughs> like exactly my kind of dumbness that I yeah. enjoy. <laughs> I mean, you you love the the modeling movie. What was that called again? Ah, oh, Zoolander. Zoolander as well, and I can really. Maybe you just dumb. need to watch it again. <laughs> Embrace the silliness. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe I, I just need to drink a couple more beers next time. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. But besides that, I think my, my week was pretty good. I mean, as you remember, Monday started a bit rough, so I came over to drink some beers with you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Interestingly, Tuesday was fine. I always like, I'm always like afraid that if I drink with you, uh, during the week, the, the next day, I, I will not be able to be productive, which is so important for me. Um, but it's like in the last couple of weeks, it's never been a problem. Uh, just feel relaxed and happy. No. Could that be happiness? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, then, yeah. Tuesday, I got to. I went out and played some basketball again. Yeah. I did the, the week before too. Uh, nice. Lots of fun. Uh, found like a, a kid to play with a little bit. <laughs> I don't know how old he was. It was uh, maybe 12. And he was just like throwing. And then I thought, like, okay, you throw and I, I get the rebounds. So I get a little bit more moving and then more people came. And then uh, after a while, like we switched places and I asked him whether whether he wanted to play like the couple that just arrived. It was like a couple that were both like horrible. Uh, but, um, I had a small ball as well, but really had trouble at getting, getting it in the hoop. And well, he looks at me and he, he points at the, at the, at the youth over there that I was, was uh, well, hesitant <laughs> to challenge. And he said, why not, why not them? Why not play against them? <laughs> and I thought like, okay, well, this, <laughs> this little guy can't be more uh, courageous than me. Yeah, okay, let's, let's do it. Let's go over. Let's ask <laughs> the big, the big boys, probably like around like 17, 18 uh, to play. Hmm. And yeah, we played two and two. Um, and did they destroy you? Nope. <laughs> nope. They did not. In fact, uh, first first game uh, we lost with one point difference and second game we won. Nice. <laughs> yeah. The the little guy, although he, he, he was like twelve, as I said, not really not really very tall either. Mm. So like I don't know, felt like half my height. Uh, <laughs> He played like the devil. He caught a lot of rebounds from the other guys who are also bigger than him, but he was just so energetic <laughs> and, uh, in between the people. Mm. Yeah. It was fun. Uh, yeah. 
fun, fun uh, Wednesday. It was Wednesday. I think it chilled on Wednesday, Thursday. I that's yesterday. I met with uh, a good, very good friend from uh, my hometown who is in Leipzig. We went boulder, bouldering, bouldering. To say it in English, bouldering, I guess. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Sounds about right. First, first time since the whole Corona thing started for me. Uh, also a lot of fun. Mm. And then uh, in the evening we went for some beers and talked a lot about all kinds of stuff. I think I talked them into listening to our podcast. So hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Connie, hey, Martin. <laughs> yeah. Hello. All right, and my, my wife says hello as well. Ah. <laughs> I'm in Bali. Nice, nice. So, how was your week? Because that was mine. <laughs> well, how was my week? It's very hard to say. I'm in a very strange headspace. Um, which I guess is going to make this one of the more strange episodes, I guess. I noticed that when I'm not really in a good mood that the episodes are kind of boring. Then <laughs> um, the conversations aren't really flowing because I'm distracted and stuff. So I'll try to... Well. <laughs> I'm going to try to... Wondering how this And I guess I'm back to worrying about everything. Um, some family stuff. Hmm. Like, uh, I don't know, I'm kind of. Well. Uh, see, that's one of those weird things. The thing that I'm worried about is something that is not really my story to share. So it's like, ah, okay. um, yeah. how can you talk about it really? But basically, I'm worried about my, my niece is not in a good situation. I'm worried about that. There's not much I can mm. do about it. And I'm worried about this whole um, corona thing, of course, uh, because the situation is still like incredibly bad in South Africa, although it's looking to... <laughs> Right. Sorry, <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> well, center yourself properly. <laughs> yeah, I, I try. I try. Uh, oh, man. A little to your left. I'm sorry. I don't know. Where's my left again? Mm. Okay, got it. There you go. Um, right, Corona. Um, though it seems to be getting better in South Africa, but getting better from like fifteen thousand new cases a day. So you know, it's still hectic. And yeah, and yeah, money again and everything. It's uh, hmm. everything's very, very worrisome. Was and... it the, uh, the task about firing you <laughs> that you worried about? No, actually, I'm I'm looking forward to my uh, unemployment check because it's going to be more than I have now. <laughs> In a weird twist of fate, once I've paid off this loan. And have we talked about this, how we did this with the loans and stuff? Um, I'm not, I'm I not sure we have, right? We haven't gone in depth about the de minimis, how we did this and everything. I don't. Well, I guess as a quick A-side to maybe do, throw some 
semi-interesting game dev stuff in there. <laughs> um, but to get the funding we have now for um, The Wizard with Harder Edition <laughs> is the full title of this game. Um, we we had to provide 30% of the funding ourselves. That's usual in any kind of uh, funding situation that you never funded 100%. Um, and the way it works in in Germany and Europe, I believe, you also can't combine funds if they kind of come out of the same category of funds. Like it would have worked with the de minimis because it was not officially... Um, mm, I think ratified by the EU yet. So you could have combined it with a different one. Um, but from now on, I think you always have to provide like 50% if you already established, um, at least with the de minimis. Um, it mm. was the case that 50%, I think it was for regular, but because we're a small company still, we could uh, get 70% funded. Um, and so we had to like raise, what was it? Like, 20,000 ourselves to mm. like... Yeah, oh, 18. 18, yeah. 18, yeah. And so we ended up borrowing each uh, 9,000 from friends. And so right now, you know, I'm paying off for the... From my salary. Well, I guess we both do that. From our salaries, uh, we pay back a grand each month to the to the to to our friends who loaned us the money um so but it will be done at the end of the project so basically when the when the salary ends the debt ends and so when i then get fired and i get 60 percent of my previous salary as unemployment that is more than i have left after paying back the loan each month right now so that should be <laughs> that should be quite nice actually yeah, i'm not uh, but uh, i'm also not not sure if we really have to let you go um but Ankita for sure, but she has other plans as well. So my, I was basically I was thinking about like letting her go first, mm -hmm. um, which is all planned. So, <laughs> so this is not a shock to her when she listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 have uh, planned that all along, and then yeah, when, when I put it, put the task in to let people go <laughs> to prepare or let it to to fire people in our uh, combined like to do list. Yeah, Hannes saw that and uh, <laughs> tweeted it, <laughs> which yeah made me a little bit uncomfortable, to be honest. Because <laughs> I always feel like the bad guy. <laughs> well, that's, that's your show. Be, you know, be confident in your decisions. <laughs> Ch channel the that's evil what, inside you. That's what every villain has, you know. They like they have conviction. <laughs> sure of what they're doing so it's like whatever <laughs> no but i mean we always do this and i'm not um i'm not opposed to the idea at all to uh you know just um yeah terminate the contracts and see how how the launch works out and yeah. um because obviously to make this whole thing work uh we well want to say we pay ourselves a lot of money but we really not mm. we're paying ourselves like an entry-level salary which feels a lot because i've only ever <laughs> gotten a measly amount <laughs> oh man yeah um, uh, there, there was something i was talking about uh with uh morton so uh the yeah. boyfriend of my school friend connie mm. and yeah we were talking about money because she was in a game in the games industry as well 
uh, I think IO Interactive or something. I'm so bad with names. Sorry, Connie, that I didn't remember. <laughs> I also thought she was living in Stockholm for like most of the year, but she's living in Copenhagen. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, and he he said um, his entry because he went to IT. He didn't go the game developer route, and his entry um, uh, was it entry loan entry money he got was I think two thousand five hundred or so, and it's more I've ever earned. <laughs> I mean, except except now maybe, but yeah. Now we have to. <laughs> I have to pay a, a grant back uh, every month. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but the good news is, if this game does make money, um, we will be able to pay ourselves these uh, eighteen thousand euros back again. So they they are now, uh, so the company is now indebted to us personally. So yeah, if everything works well. We will get that money, and that would be great. No. I mean, <laughs> it feels like we're doing like a reverse revenue share. <laughs> Fire everyone who worked on the project before launch. <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah, all it's I'm, all planned. I'm also not opposed to the idea to like just like wait and see because um, we. I mean, obviously, I hope that it sells that well, but also mm. like both our salaries each month is a lot. Sadly, that's a lot for us. <laughs> for, for us, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. Yeah, we would need to make a lot of money, and so I'm. Yeah. Um, I'm. I mean, that's what these systems are for. That's what we pay taxes for. Right, we're, right. That, uh, that our government helps us out mm. <laughs> when we need all this wealth. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, well. Yeah, I don't know. I would just really like to be able to go to go back to South Africa, um, look for a flat or a house, and I feel like that would already solve a lot of problems up in the air right now. And yeah, it's difficult. So we'll see what happens, I guess. Hmm. And. Uh, Well, in other minor grievances, uh, two of, uh, well, actually with the one, I'm not sure, but it's part of it. Um, I think so one and a half of uh, the people who are very important to me are not doing well. And I don't know what it is exactly because they're not ready to talk about it and it's stressing me out. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I just know that they're, that they're really not okay. And it's one of these things where someone is hurting and I can't do anything about it. Oh. Which, it's yeah. uh, the caretaker in you. Yeah, well, I mean, I care about these people and it's, uh, it's, it's tough to like, um, I mean, I get it, you know, if, if things are rough and you don't have the energy like to explain it, um, hmm. someone else and all that. But of course I, I worry. Uh, yeah. What's but going on? Yeah. I mean, it's not, I don't want to stop you from worrying, but don't worry too much because then then you like they get a trust that they can help themselves as well, right? 
Oh sure, it's not like I think like they yeah like you know dependent on me. Uh, no, them. it's no. just like this. Well, for one, they need to know what's up because it sounds hectic, but um, I don't know what it is exactly. And mm. then, of course, you know, wanting to be, you know, say a couple magic words and make it go away like I usually do. <laughs> yeah, it's a narcissistic part, right? <laughs> No, really, just I want uh, the people I care about to be okay. That's uh, that's one of those things. Um, but I guess yeah. if I like really like try to figure out what is at the crux of what's going on, I mean, it is um, probably also that the world is in shambles because I looked into that a little bit again. Uh, not too much, but it was enough. Um, but I think maybe. Maybe this whole thing with that I talked about a couple episodes ago. Um, like I was fine. I was even really good last week. And I think the one before, I think it was three weeks ago, right? Hmm. Um, after writing the letter, I was, I was good. I haven't sent it. Um, and now I'm kind of feeling maybe that's catching up with me again. Because I'm hmm. noticing... I think I'm a little bit scared to send it. Um, and at the same time, I'm starting to notice that I'm questioning my sanity more. Like I've written all of this out, I thought about it, you know. So I'm, and now I'm like, I think I'm partially reluctant to send it because uh, more and more I'm like questioning the validity of anything that I'm saying and if it's actually true or if I'm making it all up mm. and. And yeah, maybe that's the thing because I kind of feel out of it. Like I feel like this is not real. That's mm. uh, it's weird. I'm not, and I'm not. I haven't been. Um, like I've stayed away from booze and everything except for when we saw each other. I have not taken anything, <laughs> and for now. Yeah for the last couple of days it's been not been months or anything but uh, since monday <laughs> well no wait wednesday <laughs> yeah two days right, ago uh, uh, it's, uh, yeah. yeah it's uh somehow it's gotten gradually weirder and i'm not sure what what that is well it's gotten hotter as well it is uncomfortably hot i'm dying right now like i only closed my yeah. window because uh, the when the car's driving by here, you can't hear anything anymore, and I didn't want to subject our listeners to that. So mm. I'm, I'm suffering for you, um, <laughs> for, for the one bot in our chat. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think, I think you, you, you've got to keep that in mind. It could be just because often I feel like I, I register that, that something's wrong. I'm not really feeling good, and then I go through all the things that could be part of it and i'm and every time I, i'm like well that could be it <laughs> yeah that that's bad too yeah that's the more i think about it the more i get down okay what's the next thing and you really it's hard to attribute clearly what what it is and mostly i guess it's like maybe the combination as well yeah that's what i'm thinking it's probably all of these things like stacking up um and it is ridiculously hot and also i'm not sleeping um, yeah. 
so that's probably not helping but i can't sleep which is usually a good sign that i'm not okay <laughs> yeah um yeah like yesterday i think i went to sleep at 6 30 like yesterday so this morning <laughs> and yeah so I, hmm, that wasn't even 12 hours ago <laughs> Well, yeah. it's not not the best, and yeah, it's one of those things where I'm not really sure what to do with this. It's obviously the the breathing isn't working. Like I can barely listen to you when you talk. Like I notice I catch myself that I drift off in thought, worrying about stuff, and I have to like mm. like when you know, when you see me looking down, I'm thinking of something else. Then I always try to like wait. As <laughs> <laughs> so I just I get pulled back into worry. Um, oh, nice. So that's that's a bit unfortunate, I guess. Um, though, I mean, I think this is part of it, but it's also a thing I want to recommend to you. <laughs> so I found uh, found a new YouTube channel that I kind of uh, went through yesterday. Sarah Z. Oh yeah, I got it. Okay, because I've been watching all that stuff and. Um, very reminiscent of uh, Jenny, mm. Jenny Nichols. Yeah, just with more, well, with less niche subjects, it seems, or at least more like yeah. uh, it seems to be a little more in the vein of like what uh, what like the other bread tube does, like like social yeah. issues and more than big spiders and bronicon. <laughs> Although I started because of that, because I uh, I was interested from the BronyCon about the DashCon, hmm. and that was that was interesting. <laughs> hey, Wendell. Um, so hey, want to show her, her channel? Oh, sure, I can do that. Let me fire that up. Um, and so yeah, I. I thought there was some really good stuff uh, in there, like uh, some very insightful videos. Um, let me see. Let me see. Where is the switch? Switcheroo. There we go. So, Sarah Z. Because apparently she's from Canada and they pronounce it Z instead of Z. <laughs> um, Yes, the emotional labor was very interesting. I thought um, there was also another one. I was kind of, I was kind of surprised, like how it like hit on some things that I immediately forgot. <laughs> Debate why debating sucks was pretty good. Oh yes, that was really good, and uh, also the rise of the Duma, and that yeah. was um, interesting. Because the thoughts that she's described is there that also kind of play into this dynamic and that may even be like, um, you know, sort of partially by design from like less wholesome groups um, to sow this kind of feeling of doom um, to make you feel like everything sucks, nothing matters. So let's not do anything about it kind of a thing. Mm. And some of the, when she said, like, it's not only this, but it's also... Like, uh, well, she's described different things, like, uh, what was it? Like, just this feeling of everything so much. And 
I don't even know what to focus on anymore. And there was a couple of things where I was like, really like, oh, wow, that's that's also how I feel. Like, uh, mm. I didn't really consider myself very doomy, I guess. Uh, but uh, certainly those, those thoughts are in my head of, like, everything's irreparably fucked and there's nothing we can do about it. That is absolutely something that is in my mm. head <laughs> and probably also why it's so tough to care about things at times because it just feels so like you could, there's nothing nothing you can do about it like we're just fucked well that's not i think you you if you go that, that direction with your thinking you're really missing the point i guess i mean you were born into a fucked up world right it's not like you've been at the wheel and then now you realize everything's fucked and you could have done something the world isn't perfect it's very imperfect and we have a lot of uh, big destructive systems uh, that play out and that are hard to combat but um yeah i don't know I, i'm not I'm not losing hope despite this because for me I think like that everything is a is a I guess a work in progress means we can do something about it and even we we don't have like the responsibility to save the world so we can keep it small we can just help people and it will have a positive um reaction i mean that's just... obviously what i hope for and i'm not like taking it as a, that i'm gonna stop trying but i know that in my head it's very much uh rooted in there that mm. actually nothing's gonna come of it because i don't i don't actually believe that we can fight the people in power because I think we are so broken and have been fucked with to the point where we can't do what is necessary anymore which is basically the French Revolution I don't know how to solve this because nobody's gonna go away on their own we need to kill these people but we're not gonna and the world is dying um, we Uh, if we have children now, they're gonna see the end of the world probably, and it's. Well, and this we, is... we talked about that yesterday a little bit too, uh, and I want to quote George Cullen here: <laughs> "The world is fine, people are fucked." <laughs> uh, okay, sure. And honestly, if we, isn't it like a a destiny that's just okay then? I mean, looking at what what we are at, like just to say, okay, well, it will probably end sometime. Well, the that problem okay? is that billions of people are dying because of 20 people. And that's the that's the thing that's where I don't feel comfortable saying, ah, oh, well, it's going to... Because these people are what's... Hmm. Why everyone else is suffering. And we can't do anything about it because of the system, because of police and military and all that stuff there, who are there to protect them. And because we are not... I don't know. I feel like the, through all these tools that exist today... Like just looking on Twitter for a second, like the blatant, willful ignorance 
you see left and right. Like, how is there? We have been divided, effectively. What you know, the people who are dividing us keep leveling at us, and um, it seems to me that there is, well, that they've basically. I worry that they've won, hmm. and this we can fight what we want, but we're never gonna get the numbers we need because they poisoned our minds to the point where, well. We have people who are dying under their shoe, defending them mm. to the last. And it's... So yeah, of course I'm going to keep trying, but in my heart I believe this is doomed. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Maybe that's like existentialism. Um, say like, okay, but it really doesn't matter anyway. So don't get yourself down. Just... Do your best, like be yourself. For me, I look at the world more like a like a cooperative game, I guess, where we have to overcome the systems to save humanity. And this is—I don't think that's something that uh, that's really possible in within the span of like one generation. This is something that multiple generations need to uh, work on. And I think we have made a lot of progress. And I think we continue to making a lot of progress. I think like if you look at Twitter, this is something like just 50 years ago, there, there was no, no Twitter. You wouldn't see that. And it, and it drags all the problems in front. And that's it's taking a heavy toll on your um, mentality, and of course. But it shows the people what's going wrong and you can do something about it. It's not that you can't do nothing. It's just that you can't just solve it. You can work in work towards it. Yeah. The, yeah, of course you can, but at the same time, you know, people see all those things that are wrong and say, yeah, that's great. I want to make it worse. And those people seem to be really, really good at this. I think we're going to talk about that in a little bit too. Um, <laughs> yeah, there are a couple of people like that. That's true. But I think like most don't try to make the world a worse place. They are just like caught into some weird mindset where they don't realize the harm they do, or they they don't realize the magnitude of the harm they do, and they have just weird. Like I think that that's the scary priorities. thing. I think they do, and they do it happily. I mean, that's really that's really the problem with uh, this whole um, slant to the right that is happening everywhere. These are people who want to want to actively make the world worse and thus make it better only for them, of course. Yes. But um, and I was also thinking about it because while watching this uh, video on Dumas and um, while she was describing this, how how this is used to radicalize people and to yeah make them disable them with all this onslaught of horrible things, um, it occurred to me you know why just why why are people like this? Why are people so hateful? Why, why do they want to hurt other people? And I mean, I know that I also just said, let's kill some people. But <laughs> I, would op 
I would really be open to them, you know, even staying millionaires if they gave away everything above that. And then, you know, that's none of my business. My problem is just that they are continually killing people and making people suffer unchecked and profiting of it. And there's no way to stop them because they don't want to be stopped and the system is not in place to stop them. So that's, it feels like the only, it feels like the death penalty for the like, really the worst crime, like genocide and stuff. Like basically the Nuremberg Convention, we need something like that, you know. <laughs> and Maybe there will be one one day. I hope so, when I said the trust is not there. But really, why do people want to hurt others? I, it really, in, in that moment, I had like this, like, I, why is this? I know that this happens, and I know that, but I don't know why. Why is this a thing? Like, and of course, I question myself too. Like, maybe I'm also caught in an ideology where I have a bias and a confirmation bias, and I only look at it from my side where everything I do is good and everything the other do is bad. But really, nothing that I want. Is hurting anyone and all I want is for people to be treated better nothing is aimed at you have to be less than me you know it's all so I don't see how I could be in the wrong ideology if mine is not targeted at putting people down except maybe taking those who have an excess and that's the thing like we can't even imagine how much billions are it's mm. like an impossible thing I think I saw this the other day where someone said like a minute uh, like a million seconds is this and that many minutes and a billion is like this and this many years uh, I forgot what, how much it was exactly mm. uh, but wait let me look that up <laughs> okay. a million seconds so why do people want to do bad things I, I think there's a lot of like uh, philosophical uh, work done already and I think most of the time it's unconscious it's fear it's um, trying to feel powerful and yeah and then the the thing with the billionaires uh, i mean that's the systems right we don't have systems set up to just you know just take their money and then what and a lot of our like current systems they would break if we do this right and there would be suffering at first there would be suffering eventually it would be better i agree but at first they would be suffering. And I think this is like the reasoning for these people to want to have the things they, or like more, more generally, more generally, I think people, especially if you are privileged, mm -hmm. if you are rich, then you see the world as it is now and you think it's all right, let's not fuck it up. While people like us who aren't like that privileged and, uh, and, <laughs> and um, do more research into what's really going on and are like empathetic to others uh, tr really try to uh, question their own beliefs they uh, will find a completely different picture and and that's and that's the split that there is and i don't think um, that's an impossible um, hindrance I think you're being too charitable. And I don't think that they're just... I think they're doing this on purpose. And they have to because... I mean, look at look at how they make money. They actively make things worse for other people, for their own employees. They avoid taxes, get tax rebates for taxes they didn't pay um, to get more billions, you know, like millions every day, to like get more and more and more and more. But and that has they to don't, come. They don't like... 
shoot the person in the head to get them. The 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 cost and the pain is so far away that it's easy to yeah, ignore. Of course, they don't them. care about it. That's yeah. exactly the problem. It's uh, it's sociopathic. And yeah, but it's the system makes it very easy for that. It's like but it's their system. Uh, yeah, of course, of course. I'm not, <laughs> they create I'm not defending system. them. I'm just I'm just trying to to uh, explain to you that these aren't like alien people with completely different minds than us who no, are just horrible people running <laughs> trying to ruin the world uh, i mean well, there they, are people because they know they will be okay so they don't give a shit and that's the that's the thing i don't think they 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 think that way uh, in oh, contrary shit. i think they are afraid that this will not hold. And that's why they try to extract as much, as much value as they can right now. And I mean, like uh, Elon Musk's uh, plan to go to Mars. If you really think about it, this man uh, seems to have given up that Earth can survive and has decided that the best course of action is to funnel his money into space um, so he and like the rich elite who can afford to can leave this planet <laughs> behind them and go somewhere else. So metal chaser. Yeah, <laughs> definitely is. Um, ah, but I think he just wants to do it because it's cool. Because I saw it in movies. Um, that as well, I mean. Anyway, uh, I don't know. Sometimes I'm just struck by... Just the malice in people, and it's it, it's it, it's weird to me. Like why this is a why like why this is a thing. Like why you see, you know, all those Nazis on Twitter and people who just uh, get a kick out of other people hurting. It's such a uh, sometimes that that coping mechanism falls off and it's a moment of just why, how, how is this a thing? And actually I'm, that's what I wanted to say earlier. Uh, I'm actually not convinced that when, if a transition like this would happen, that people would be hurting because like the one thing you do see in disasters is people like coming together like crazy. Mm. So I'm actually thinking like if everything broke apart and was a big mess, that would be, probably a really good situation for a lot of people obviously mm. also less good for those who already have it better than everyone else but mm. still okay and i think we do well of course i'm also thinking like if this happens then the next terrible person comes with the next scheme to mm. like put everything down so i have really no trust in people and that's probably also part of part of the brainwashing i'm realizing but yeah <laughs> Is certainly, certainly there and not helping with the I mean, mood. Yeah, right. Interesting. So basically, you're like you're thinking that there are like evil people who need to be killed. Kind of similar to maybe thinking of some neo-Nazi, just that's other people who are at fault, like the Jews or. Yeah, no, and I'm already like you know, as I said it, I heard the counter argument mm. of how I would be attacked for this. Um, but really, I'm not talking about randomly killing people I don't like. I'm like really just putting, talking about genocidal 
world murderers. Like that's a that's like like an even bigger thing than we've ever had. Like these are the worst crimes by a huge margin. Hmm. Similar to the margin of how a million seconds is eleven days, but a billion seconds is thirty-two years. <laughs> yeah, I think eleven days to thirty-two years. Just think I think that. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> definitely crazy. But so by that magnitude, they're worse than the worst serial killers, the worst mass murderers by a wide margin. So that's what I'm but, saying. Let's put them on trial. And okay, just because of the money. Well, there, there is like a leap of logic here. I mean, I assume that we, you could do an argument, but that was a leap right there. <laughs> mm, well, they're responsible for all the suffering in the world and all the systems that perpetuate the suffering and all that money they have is taken from other people who are then dying because of it and they're making things actively worse so they can have more and extract more and kill more people. So it is a form, yeah, it is a form of absolute global genocide that is happening. And I think that does deserve some, okay, okay. I'm just, I was talking about the French Revolution, so I'm talking about camping. But if we find a way to take their money away, just send them off with a million to the islands or whatever, then fine, let's do that. I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, or even fine if Jeff Bezos wants to move into my flat. Fine. I have nothing against him except for that he kill, he's killing people. So I don't know. That's... Yeah. You, I think you're like really um, going through the right, in the into the wrong direction here why because the the problem i mean obviously the people that are in power right now they have the responsibility for this there i agree that you can frame this as a worldwide genocide of just poor people they could do something but they aren't and if they do like bill gates for example it's marginal. Yeah. And yeah, we, we can discuss if it's like optics or not, but it doesn't really matter. But so for me, I think as a game designer, <laughs> I think like there are different kinds of players for sure, but it's the system, the system that really makes this possible that they can do this wait where is that right and then it uh, it doesn't not only enable them but it it encourages them to exploit because the, these people they didn't found the system they did, oh, they, they did. came that's the thing that they did not, not these people the people that found the system are dead now but they grew into the system and they expanded on the system yeah, what's and they doing? changed the system to the worst oh, for sure yeah so so it's their fault it's their responsibility yeah but the systems encourage them to do this the system are exploiting their human fears their human desires to um amass wealth and I don't think that, like, uh, for example, Elon Musk, if, if he was born a poor person somewhere else, I don't think he would, like, um, do the same thing. I think Trump, for example, like, that's an example. If he was born as my little brother or big brother or whatever, you know, he, he could have 
a completely different arc in his life. But but he he's he is influenced by the outside forces, and this this system is what we have to tackle. You can kill all the people that are now on the top, and I don't think much would change unless we 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 dissolve the systems and we have the means to this as well i mean in germany we have we are a democracy i mean not the best but the us is in uh in name at least a democracy so there are systems in place to change it back but the people have to come together they have to realize this and there is now a fight online to find the right direction i think the people in power are are kind of afraid of this that's why like the the right-wing media is is so oh no cancel culture <laughs> they want to curb the free speech when when uh, people talk back and um they are shown to be liars well like, i, I just no, can't i really have no trust in the systemic ways to change the system because i don't think the system is designed to change um at least not in the favor of those who like need it. Obviously it's changing all the time by people who pay for it to change. And I'm not comfortable with this uh, thinking of, oh, well, they were born into a situation that's kind of a victim to circumstance because we we were, we were all given our lot in life. And just as I'm not beating myself up over having been born into like a rich country where I can get fired and have more money than before. And you know, I'm, that's not my fault. I, I was born here. And same, I'm not saying that Trump or Jeff Bezos are bad because they were born rich. But what we do after, what we do with the situation we're in, if my father, if my father, you know, was a slave owner and said, here, have my, have my slave farm, make some more slaves. And I say, yes, let's do it. Then I'm not excused just because I was born into that. I'm still a shit person and I still have to pay for that. Yeah, and it's probably also in a... Yeah, and similarly, those people because that's basically what they have. They have enslaved the entire world, and they're treating them horribly. And they, and yeah, and just like there's no. Basically, I imagine it's pretty much the same way. I'm pretty much like black people couldn't vote their way out of slavery. I don't think we can vote our way out of capitalism and all the no, things no. that come with it. Voting alone will not be enough. No, for sure. So I'm. But you do realize that the systems have changed, right? Like slavery yeah. got abolished. And because you're still of, working on that. It's, it takes too I'm much time, for sure. But it's not just... We, I, th I guess we, like, uh, in the sum of all the parts, I don't know, I'm... Is world getting worse, worse? Or is it going better, getting better? Or is it like I don't know. I, I wouldn't even know how to compare this. The thing is, situations that get better get better because of other rich people who wanted to get better. Like slavery, I'm not trying to diminish the role that black people themselves took in fighting it, mm -hmm. but it was in the end like a dispute between people who were like, oh, we're not making enough money. Let's abolish slavery. That's That was what changed. Um, it's wars. The world wars were 
you know, at this point, uh, yeah, we profited of it as much as we can. Now we're losing money, so let's end this kind of thing. Like it's we, always coming from the when has. I mean, I'm not saying this has never happened in history, but it seems like in modern history, nothing has changed without someone with a financial interest wanting it to change. There's always another person on top who's like more on top than the other person on top and says, I'm going to snuff you out. And I'm just worried that right now, with only those 20 people left, there's no one more on top who says, actually, capitalism is not working for me. I'm not having all the money. Let's change this. Hmm. And it really needs the big global revolt against us. But I feel like we're in mental prisons through that brainwashing and gaslighting and all this stuff that we were, you know, given to internalize and all that stuff so that we can't. Yeah, that we've basically been manipulated out of the ability to actually really do something. That's my fear. I mean, right now, this is all hmm. fear talk, but this is um, this is what I'm worried about. So I, I'm not really versed with the, the history, but I know uh, that the English abolished slavery. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, obviously, it has to be it has have to be like people in power to abolish slavery. Mm-hmm. And I don't know the reasons, but well, could have also been. I mean, what would they gain by up? abolishing slavery i think they felt like this is just inhumane and thought like no let's not do that I, anymore i you don't believe I that s- no so don't believe that 100 percent not i absolutely interestingly enough <laughs> which i didn't know uh, just a couple of weeks ago that uh that that was a part why the americans uh went independent right it was because the english abolished slavery and america said wait a minute <laughs> You can tell us what to do. Yeah, yeah, and that, that the whole uh, tea tea, tea party stuff, uh, yeah, was like put in front, so it doesn't look that bad. It was yeah. not the Texas again, like it wasn't the states' rights, but um, human rights, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Where where did the human rights come from? It, it can't be like in the interest of rich people. No, it is. That's that's the thing. That's why it said that big change only happens with huge catastrophes. And that's the thing with the with the plague when that killed mm. everyone. Then suddenly there weren't enough workers, and workers had power because rich people needed them to work for them. So suddenly mm. they could demand something uh, in return, similar to women's rights in Germany, because through the war effort there were no people to produce the weaponry and all that stuff. So women were suddenly you know, needed and got human rights because rich people needed them to produce, you know? So in the end, it's it's those things where basically things are so bad that the bottom line is impacted and that's when things change. Mm. Not because of the goodness of out of anyone's heart, because they don't give a shit. They just want to make money. And when that's affected... I don't affected, believe that. I can't believe that. That's, I mean, that, that's just a, too pessimistic. It's not that easy. It's not that black and white. I feel I it is that. that black and white. Yeah. And I think that we think it's not that black and white. It's part of the daily propaganda and how we are made to love billionaires and how they're all self-made and we can be one too one day and it's all great. And look, he donated like 
one percent yeah, of his wealth has nothing to do with and, my argument but yeah. <laughs> no it's i think there's a i mean that we think billionaires are super cool i think is obviously propaganda and we kind of yeah. bought it and that we think like oh no i'm sure they're not they're not just pure evil that's part of the propaganda i just believe you could be a millionaire so they can't so be evil. They must be cool <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that that like that touches the the reptile Illuminati thinking. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or like the the Jew conspiracies, like that there is like an elite who is just inher inherently evil. Is and it's just. But I mean, just that's how propaganda works, thinking. right? You name you take a real problem and you put the blame on someone else who can't defend themselves. So this thing is really happening, but it's put on the Jews, they're the problem. Instead <laughs> of like, it's the rich uh, white people in the West. <laughs> but that's a conspiracy, put on another conspiracy. And I like that, but <laughs> these are the best conspiracies. <laughs> but no, I, I, think, I think you really have to focus on the systems and not on the people. And it's not like just bad people and good people and somehow the bad people got the, the upper hand because the good people were just too good. Um, it's not that easy. But so how can we change a system if someone who controls all the money and thus everything, how can you change that system from within the system? Not within necessarily, but there are a few ways. And I think the most interesting um, is to build a better system. How? There, there are, um, in Germany, there are a couple of like little villages and like communities who, um, just try to build an, an alternative way of living okay. where you're not in the system anymore, but outside. And if you extrapolate that, if we build like an in systems like that, and people realize that these people are much happier and then we can migrate to the system and the other system because there are no more people in there will just die. It's really overly sim simplified, but your arguments are as well. So. <laughs> Here's what oh. I'm thinking though, like uh, this sort of happened with those uh, autonomous zones in, in the US, right? The people said, Okay, this space that is now occupied. Um, like, I mean, you know, guess yeah. I mean, the the, the big like anarchist anarchistic villages. Mm -hmm. There were a couple like yeah. villages, and um, yeah, fascism killed them all every time. Yeah, because but the thing is, there's nothing stopping. You know, if the people on in power notice, oh my god, I'm losing power. What is stopping them from? declaring this wrongful even if it isn't they can just pay to have a law made that it's wrongful and then sending their military to shut it down there's nothing yeah. stopping them from it like the premise that we can just go out outside of the system and through that inspire people to follow us is based on the premise that they're gonna play fair and that's not how mm. this works so i but look yeah. if we're looking like port at portland right now mm. like that's what they're trying to do, right? They're trying to quench the protests just with force, with military force. And there are people on the streets and they, they're they doing it out of the good of their hearts, right? 
Yes. They're fighting for the right thing. I mean, not everyone is, but like I think the huge majority. Uh, I and do we'll hope see. It they works, will have an impact, it. and that that's another way to do it, like kind of inside the system. I mean, it's not really inside, but they build the pressure that they they won't conform to the rules if the rules are unfair like that. And that is. This is part of why I don't believe in anything anymore. Um, because in <laughs> that's the thing that happened with apartheid, basically. Uh, the pressure got high. Um, the people in power saw their power threatened. So they pretended to end apartheid, put a government in their place that uh, looked more like the people that they were oppressing and yeah. just kept doing the exact same thing, just under different guise. And now with the thought that the people think, oh, God, we are being screwed over by our own. Uh, maybe yeah, we are they're... all inherently bad, like we were taught. And so people are now even more broken and even more incapable of rebelling against it. I don't know if they are more broken, but um, of course they weasel their way out of this. They will always try that. But if you look back in history, they have always done that, but they always had to give up something. So like the direction is a better society. If we can reach this before the end of the society because of global warming and whatever else we can think of is, is I think, the question. But there, it's not impossible. And I think it's, I mean, I'm an optimist, so I think it's, <laughs> it's likely. It will take time. It will, it will cost so many lives. It will, um, yeah. It, but eventually, eventually, well, I think. The thing is, anytime society gets better, it only gets better for some people. And that's also part of why I'm like a little bit disillusioned about the whole thing, because I'm sure that all true. the protests, no. but the world is objectively worse off than it was 100 years ago. So no, all those betterments, it, isn't it globally? I think if you, no, I don't. I, I mean, it's hard to judge, right? Mm. We can look at the statistics and the statistics will tell you that the world has gotten a lot better in the last hundred years, a lot better, like less death, less child death, less, less violence, all that stuff. I don't it's know. just that, that we, that in the last hundred years, we had uh, a media revolution, the internet. Now you can see how bad everything is. And we didn't, get to see that back then so it's a completely different lens we have now and of course now everything looks way dirtier than before when we didn't have like such a good lens to look at the world um, but that's a good thing because now we can really clean it up even though it's hard and it will take a while and it's not even clear if we will succeed it's possible I actually think the technology has made it more impossible to do something. Um, <laughs> and and I don't know, a hundred years ago, the world was not sure to be dying if we don't change something in the next couple of years. So I think it is worse. And sure, something have gotten better for some people, but for one of those same things kind of stayed the same for a lot of other people. And at the same time, everyone else was kind of like also... Um, Oh, that's kind of a weird thing to say. Uh, 
I, I just, I think it, it looks better on a lot of uh, fronts, but I think if you put it all together, we are worse off than we were. And I'm not saying this as like, I know it was so great back then or anything. I'm glad that a lot of people are being treated better, that a lot of people have been liberated, but at the same time, we have just, you know, they're also not, and it's still happening to others. And at the same time, um, we are being just, yeah, killed in many different other ways. I mean, 100 years ago, it were, when it like the, roar, the roaring 20s. <laughs> okay, maybe that's not far enough back, but <laughs> but still, we had, didn't have billionaires yet, so that's probably a good No, thing. but yeah, if you... I think if you calculate, there are, and we don't even know, right? The, the Saudis, yeah, they, probably don't, been always they don't report just... their wealth. So it's, it's hard to say. I, I can okay, continue with, take with you. You have a pessimistic worldview right now. <laughs> I, I still have an optimistic one. And I do agree that things look bad and you really have to do some mental gymnastics to get to an optimistic view again. But yeah, I, I won't. Yeah, I mean, won't we give didn't up have hope. the Holocaust yet and everything. Like I know, an individual. It, I'm I'm we not sure if that makes Holocaust sense. Holocaust back then, right? Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, and it's been always terrible. Everything has always been terrible. I just feel like I'm. I'm wondering. I'm probably wrong, but I'm just wondering if like the individual strides that were made, if there's still a de global decline. Like individually, things are better. Like. Uh, that gay people aren't openly murdered anymore. Um, but that still, on, on other ways, we are being destroyed yeah. step by step. And yeah, now, now we um, might be one of the last generations in total. So that's, that's fucked up. Not that I wish we were back to when people were still without human rights and everything. I'm just saying. Probably other terrible things are happening in the meantime. So I'm not so... Now, yes, I am happy about the strides that were made, obviously. I don't know. I feel like it's not enough. No, it isn't. I think that's where we can come together. If, you, uh, do you know Jack Saint? Hmm? No. It's also a YouTuber, and he just released the philosophy of the post-apocalypse. Uh -huh. which is yeah very fitting and also i think like one and a half hours long video which looks at mad max uh logan's run uh Gurren lagan uh the fallout games and like all the post-apocalyptic games and and just looks at what kind of philosophies they um like how they're yeah how they're um picture of the human nature or what is will always be there basically um for example like the the fallout games where you have like capitalism building towards like the world war that just destroys the world and then people get back i mean like i'm talking about world war uh <laughs> fallout three and four mainly that then the people back there they recreate more or less the same structures again yeah uh yeah and he looks like he looks at that 
Um, I also looked at at the mist, which I found interesting. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of don't want to spoil it, but if you remember the end, I do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he argues, uh, isn't it weird that the right decision for him would have been to trust into the government? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And there, there, and yeah, he argues that there, there aren't really many um, post-apocalyptic media where people come together and build something that's better. That annoys before. me so much. That also annoys me about The Walking Dead. Is I yeah. love The Walking Dead, but I, at when th season three was announced, I got really annoyed when I saw the promotional material that it's again the same thing of, oh, a new society crops up, but it's bad. You know, it's like, yeah. I want to see a post-apocalyptic, a zombie game that focuses on, okay, zombies have been killed now. It's done. Mm -hmm. Corona is beaten. Let's see how we rebuild society. I kind of want to see something that makes it work. I want to see yeah. the same story all over, how we are all terrible and human humanity is doomed because we're all shitty people. Yeah, and that, I that's like always the... the, the see, that's right. why I believe these things, because it's been, in, like, been put into my mind, yeah. hammered into there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's, that's where they come from. <laughs> Everything is bad. And if if it comes down to, to uh, like, if, if the machines stop working, I think was the quote from The Mist, then people return to their savage nature and they fight, fight each other. But if you look at what happened with Corona here or like all big um, thing, people come together and help each other in need. In some countries. No, no in need. <laughs> if you're not in need because you're a rich person, then you, why should you help anyone else? But if you don't, if you know you don't have much and people around you don't have much, then you will help. I know I just yeah. find this whole how the how it's happening in the US that it became like a like an ideological thing that people are yeah. coughing at people when they yeah. complain that they're not wearing a mask and stuff like that. Like this willful thing. That is what I'm talking about. People are willfully malicious who are so crazed about this stuff that they like I read this thing about a woman who was like, you know, we're not gonna we're going to restaurants, we're doing this, and then her daughter caught it and died. And she mm -hmm. was like, oh, it's such a tragedy, but I'm not giving up. I'm not giving in to the liberal propaganda. And her friends commenting, I'm so sad for your loss, but I'm glad you're not listening to the... Uh, and it's so, like, how... That's what I mean. We are so broken yeah. that that you are willfully sacrificing your child to own the lips. Well, you, you are not. You aren't. I'm there not. Are people like that. That yeah. person is... And yeah. I just, I'm just becoming, you know, more and more aware that people like us are maybe not as much as we think, because everybody always assumes that everyone's like them. I think, I think it, it has really to do with, with privilege. If you, if you are privileged, if you know you've got to fight for your own, um, because that's kind of what what they all do, right? They mm -hmm. they fight for their freedom and. They don't want to give anything up, but if you if you really go into to people who ha who are poor, for example, mm. like the homeless people, homeless people, uh, as far as I know, as far as I've experienced, are really charitable. Mm. They help each other. 
Yes, the and most donations that have happened is by people who don't have anything themselves, while the rich give nothing. Yeah. basically. So that's yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, maybe 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 uh, what's it? The uh, problem is money. What's the the root the of all evil? The root of all evil. Yeah, money, money, money. So while we're at this depressing stuff, do you want to talk about the police thing? I guess we, that's a good segue, right? Yeah, I actually didn't read it, so you can you can still I tell can, me all about it. Can I can lecture you? Yes. Let me all right. make, make me <clears throat> more depressed, please. Yes. So, because what you completely forget with all your American-centric <laughs> view... Um, I'm also unhappy about that stuff, because I think that that, that Kalkov is much higher that really also hit me hard yeah yeah well i'm it's, it's good gonna that get... you're sitting down <sighs> i mean That's we talked funny. we talked with with black lives matter we talked about the german police right mm -hmm. we talked about how they behave we talked about all that stuff and you as always the pessimist told me that police in germany is probably the same Military in Germany is probably the same as in America. And I was like, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> and of course, I'm right. Um, just not in the way I wanted to. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, yes, the police is different. Uh, but I think, yeah, the same problem is still there. Mm -hmm. Because unfortunately, I mean, Germany has uh, like history with Nazis. I don't know if you knew that. So there was like a, a, a party that <gasps> National Socialists they were called, and they, see it was um, the socialists all along. Yes, <laughs> that is a real argument that people make, by the way. And I'm, I'm just, I don't it's, it's not an argument, but yeah, it's just a sentiment, I'd say. All right, it's an idea. I don't know. Uh, the The socialist thing is, yeah. Anyway, it's completely different. So. This has been going on for a couple of years now, and I, because I don't really consume that much German media as well, and I, I kind of feel bad about it because I, I think that we should be informed about stuff like that more, what happens in Germany, so we can, because um, we are more able to make a difference here than in the US. Hmm. <sighs> okay, it's, it's a little bit hard to find a good way to start this. Um, so sometime, I think about three years ago, um, there was a, a network unveiled of people preparing for a so-called day X, which very fittingly is the day when the social order breaks down. And they are completely convinced that everything will go to shit and they will have to defend themselves. So they started stockpiling food, uh, making preparations, finding like um, like a safe house and all that stuff. And it would be fine, right? That's, I guess it's a good idea to prepare a little bit, stockpile money and that. The unfortunate part is that... Um, a lot of those people were like military background, police backgrounds, and they also stockpiled ammunition, um, explosives, weapons, 
And the more worrying part is, this all started apparently uh, with people getting, um, with these people getting worried about all the foreigners that come into Germany now with the new regulations like the, the immigration. They were afraid that they're, that basically a mass immigration is happening and we will be bred out. Germans will be bred out from all those foreigners coming in and that Merkel is making it possible. It's, she's working on, on their side basically against the, the German populace um they yeah so basically they are um racists afraid of what's happening now imagining i mean it's it's easy to imagine as we just saw that there will be a breakdown of social order eventually so most of them i think believe it's because of the foreigners coming in and they can't behave or whatever and yeah, then they prepared and then, I don't know, I think one guy got caught. I don't even know how, how this really came to light because they were on that. I think like they, they found something because they, they stole from the German military the rounds. I think like 40 or 60,000 rounds. Um yeah um okay i'm just gonna quickly scroll through the the article so germany match from corona the, um, yeah from from the casca as well so from the german special forces a lot of people were there highly trained secretive all right i think yeah and they found also like ss songbooks uh former editions of some ss magazines other nazi memorabilia by the people they raided and they have um, done a couple of raids uh, in the last, um, I don't know, month, I guess, for people there and found more and more, um, yeah, Nazi stuff. And yeah. it's been so bad that even the government kind of woke up and even like the head of the German police is or German um, special forces in the military is outright uh, stating that we have uh, that the German German uh, institutions have been infiltrated by Nazis. And yeah, they also found a list of names of politicians and they bought, apparently they bought like uh, body bags and quicklime to dissolve bodies. So now people are wondering if they are like preparing for day X, but they were also like preparing to start day X as well. Yeah. And I mean, we know AfD, sort of German, um, the new German um, fascist party, I don't know how to call it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, it's hard for me, uh, 48,000 rounds. 62 kilograms of um, explosives yeah, disappeared from the, the car's car. KSK, probably. Yeah, and 
no more than 600 soldiers are um, investigated for being part of far-right extremist groups. There are now um, people are now talking about them as like far-right terrorist groups. I mean, they last year they have assassinated a politician. There, there was this attack on the synagogue. Um, nine people were shot dead by Nazis. Yeah, Thomas Haldwang, the president of the Domestic Intelligence Agency, said uh, that far-right extremism and terrorism is the biggest danger to German democracy today. I mean, it's something you don't want to hear, but it's good that they acknowledge it, right? Hmm. And... Um, yeah, people are now worried about a shadow army of right-wing military people and drawing parallels to, to the 1920s. Oh, <laughs> interesting enough, <laughs> to the 1920s, <laughs> where everything was better. Apparently. 110 years ago, everything was better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they, they start looking now and um, had to, to admit that the more they were looking, the more cases they found. And yeah, very worrying. Um, and they, but what I found interesting is because they, they also like interviewed like one of the the founder of this network, um, and he said that it started by concerned citizens. Um, citizens, yeah, that are concerned about like all the, and it's interesting because for me it's interesting because it's true that we have a lot more immigrants we have had a lot more immigrants in the last couple of years mm -hmm. we have them because well we kind of are part in a couple of wars that fucks up their um well, living much. places yeah. and it's i think like i don't know like ten thousand people or whatever i don't even know how many people but the like everyone agrees like everyone who knows about like immigration and numbers agrees that this is just such a small minority that it's no problem at all. And like, if you look at studies, it's shown over and over again that immigration is really good for the society, really good for um, your um, productivity and all that stuff. And the only thing really that's the problem is there the fear of these people of the foreign and i guess like their own problems that they project onto them we had one million refugees we have one million yeah still well it's still not, not we, we are like almost 90 million people so it's still just like a percent or so but yeah. um but like have you noticed any changes over the last couple of years through these immigrants no. being here at all i mean <laughs> no um, there's I no I, I always wonder because that, that that's like the the fear is that we will be bred out um yeah, how that's... how and it's also such how? a racist like if you really think about it that's not that's not possible Except if white people 
stop making kids like all together then then eventually there won't be any white people or when the other idea is like if you are white and you have a child with a foreigner then the german is bred out mm. it's still your kid Haven't you like bred this. out the the foreign part in the in the kid as well <laughs> i don't know why, yeah, why does it only work in one direction Yeah, that's the great replacement, and that's yeah, absolute exactly. Nazi bullshit. I think Sean made a video about that. Uh, yeah. Or several, even. Um, it is just complete nonsense. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't work like that. You're not being yeah. replaced. There's just an additional person there. <laughs> yeah. not, even, not even in that great numbers. Like, I'm not even, I mean, I've, I've seen maybe a couple more. Um, You know, people who look like they might be immigrants, but really, I'm not even seeing anyone. I mean, we live in mm. a, I mean, I know we have some, uh, that people also here, like, had problems with, uh, with the, what do you call this? The housing, the immigrant mm. housing and stuff. The people were complaining about it, but I'm not, like, I'm but not seeing them. I'm not the seeing any impact. What's the know? problem with the housing that they're just like, um nobody wants them and they like nationalists routinely like burn down the buildings there was this thing fight that against they, that yeah that they would try to burn them down and there would be lots of people like standing guard and stuff so that's really nice at least like if every city said like yeah fine give then, them to us we want them it's good for our economy there wouldn't be no there would be no problem at all i mean i i grew up in in constance mm -hmm. And in our house, there was a Turkish family. Like I, I remember back in the day, before all those new foreigners came, yeah. that the Turks were the, the huge problem. <laughs> uh, I mean, for the Nazis, of course. Yes, yes. And we had a lot, we had a, a lot of uh, Turkish people in in Constance. I mean, at least I that's what, what I saw. A lot, lot of Turkish kids. They um, it's also this idea that they like. Like immigrants are mostly young adults, young male adults. No, young male yes, adults. Yes, they're young. dangerous and violent. And, uh, they're dangerous, which I get is true, especially if if you like put them together in a camp and shout at them, make them don't give them the chance to integrate. The yeah, other a problem. Yeah, so if you I treat people like shit and try to kill them. Sometimes they fight back. That's, yeah. I guess, the thing that happens. If if you're living in a in a in a country that doesn't welcome you at all, well, no wonder, no wonder. And even if then, you're... I mean, of course, you would then hear these stories of these young brown people causing trouble, while there's millions of stories of idiots like us causing trouble all the time but it's not as interesting yeah um because we just don't look scary enough i guess we had an, a little oh. bit of an increase i think in um in criminal activity over the last years and especially criminal activity of foreigners are However, you sure yeah because i looked that I, up can you send However, this to me Yes. Um, no. Okay. No. Maybe you're gonna say what I'm what I'm <laughs> thinking. However, the increase is so small that it really doesn't doesn't make a difference. And the part of the foreign um, 
criminal activity is still really, really small compared to the rest. And all in all, uh, criminal activity in Germany has decreased massively in the last, let's say, 100 years. <laughs> okay. So, it, yeah, there's an increase. Of course, there are more foreign people now here. And yes, they are in dire situations. So it's, it's of course, there, there will be more criminal activity there because it's hard for them to do legal stuff. I mean, people are making it hard for them. So it's not surprising and it's not a problem. That's the most important part. We can cope with a little bit of criminal activity in Germany. Yes. I mean, as we, we can all see now, a couple of years after all that stuff with Corona, there have been new uh, immigration social orders still intact. <laughs> no. no difference as far as I can see. And that was what I was thinking of, like, yes, in total numbers, but in rates, it's yeah. much, much less than is normal for a group of people. Of course, every group of people. And that's also the thing, like, you uh -huh. know, immigrants aren't necessarily, like, we. not everyone is a saint, obviously. That would also be weird to say, like, people can't be complex human yeah. beings with all kinds of types, but that uh, immigrants usually, like, any group of people brings a criminal rate, but that they are way, 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 way below the rate that is normal for a group of people, like even in Germany. I don't think that's true. I think I've read, uh, I've read uh, other stuff. And for me, the most important part is that it doesn't matter. It's just too small a proportion of people. And I mean, isn't that like part of the society to integrate people and to um, help them? No, sure, but I'm I'm relatively positive because that's why I was asking because I have read that of course if there's like a million new people coming, then there's mm. also a bunch of a couple more crimes happening. But that proportionally, that I forgot what the numbers were. But, but if mm. like the crime rate in Germany is 15%, that with immigrants, it was like at 5% or something, or 3%, that it was way lower than the average where that is normal for a group of people where just it happens. Ah, no. I get what you're saying, yeah. Okay. Possible. So like, that it's like, of course, there's in numbers, yes, there's 100 more crimes, but you know, considering mm -hmm. how many more people there are, this is actually way, way below expectation. So uh, okay. overall, there's just yeah, no reason to be... Too scared and when the cells just writing the only real change i recognized was that some people used the fear about all that to start their populist propaganda and that's exactly mm. the only thing that has actually negatively happened mm. since then that people use uh, it to rile up say more people <laughs> it's just that more people there were they, these people there were people back then there as well sure i mean that, that, okay that that was uh, the facts the what we've read and what we think about um i don't know you want so to talk about Nazis in real life? Like how? So wait, but so, just to like round us off. So basically what we're dealing with now is we have basically a shadow network of Nazis in law enforcement, military, special forces. So that's great. Polit politicians as well. There were... Um, well, they're at least obvious. Lawyers. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just... Yeah. Uh, overflew the article as well a bit and yeah it's not just your average joe like professionals right. and high-ranking people and 
you know what um oh can you can you paste the articles yes just in the chat so if you yeah. want to read that <laughs> uh, i found it really interesting because it's in new york times writing about germany <laughs> that's how i found it <laughs> um post the other one as well yeah just both they're both written by the by the same uh woman and both about the same um group but yeah different time well yeah. i'm i'm not surprised i mean i think i <laughs> hmm? i think i even literally said that uh in the BLM thing that our our police has been infiltrated by nazis and you corrected me to not infiltrated they are nazis because they were founded on those wrong principles just as in the us yeah and i mean that's, that's where, what they joked about like with the um the internal affairs mm. that or the, the one that that should look out for uh terrorist groups that they were mostly former Terrorists. nazis <laughs> of course i mean of course yeah. all these systems they're not they're not there to actually do this thing they're just there to placate and yeah mm. and so, the crazy thing is again yeah do you remember the RAF? Yes. So Bader Meinhof complex or whatever. Yes. So this was a, a, a leftist, a leftist um, criminal. You, By I guess, definition. you have to say, terrorist cell mm-hmm. of about I don't know, twenty people. No, I don't know even how much they were. And I mean, I don't remember this time. Can I remember it even? But no, that, didn't that happen before? Wasn't it in the 70s, 77 or something? Be. But as far as I know, all I've read about that, uh, like when I was younger, is that Germany basically got overturned. They made routine police controls, like everyone was under was suspect. The whole nation was just going crazy with fear about these leftist terrorists. And now we have right-wing terrorists infiltrating police, military. And I haven't been, I mean, I don't know what, what they're doing right now. Doesn't, doesn't look proportional to me. But somehow, uh, left, left, left terror is always more dangerous than the right-wing terror. Oh yeah, always. Like it's yeah, sure. I don't agree with the Nazis marching, but those leftists always yeah. causing trouble. Literal yeah. things that I've heard on the radio and TV, and it's just so frustrating how this mm. works. It works so well. It just works, and it's why. Why yeah, is this so effective? Because people in Germany that they don't know any foreigners. I think. But I mean, if if you can brainwash nations, why can't you brainwash them into being nice? <laughs> why you is this can. so easy? <laughs> I think uh, isn't it like that? That a negative news spreads seven times faster than positives, because I think we are wired to look out for uh, danger more than we are wired to look out for like good things. So it's much easier to convince someone that someone else is dangerous than to convince him that they are helpful. Nice. I, I can't believe that, that it's, that's all biological. 
Yeah, it's not all biological, but I think we, yeah, I think like my system thinking <laughs> brings me to the to, to this conclusion that yeah. Yeah. I mean we were we were we were basically raised to look for the bad and the danger and everything, right? I mean that's really the problem we talk about a lot how we were both raised to be negative yeah, that as well, but and look but for the biological worst as well. Like I mean, I know that there's a biological thing, but I mean. It also has to be in the biological imperative to not be too negative because then you would like not go out hunting anymore. Mm. <laughs> if you're worried, you're like, oh God, a mammoth could trample me. <laughs> like, no, yeah, I'm, but I'm going to stop. You can be afraid and do it anyway, right? That's what courage is. So Then why is our courage not stronger that we, are more, we have more courage in exploring? What is that happening if we help other people? Rather no, than being I think, like, oh. I think the problem is that we don't have so much danger anymore and we still have this fear and it's easy to place that somewhere like foreigners because that's that's very similar to the things like we are wired to be afraid of. I think it's I think we're being we're being from birth brainwashed into this. Yeah, and I think we've been um, pre-birth prepared to accept this thinking. Yeah, but we've also been prepared to socialize and all these other things that we kind of ignore in our negative thinking. Yeah, that's why it's not all bad. That's why there's progress and there's... uh, What's the opposite of progress again? Regress? Degress, Degress, yeah. Regressing, right? That's the. Hmm. And this says it's in our evolution. If something bad happens, it is more important for us to survival than something good. Ah, I don't know. I'm I'm just beginning to question all these like convenient truisms hmm. that like explain away why things are the way they are because it feels to me like part of the brainwashing to believe in well, easy. Oh, I guess I just think this way not because I'm being manipulated, but because it's evolutionary. I can't help it. Evolutionary psychology, that, that's like a, a buzzword. Like in the recent years, there's been so much evolution. And it's always, it has this right-wing slant as well. Oh, yeah, sure. Like this sure, whole yeah. Google manifesto and all this yeah. bullshit. And... While at the same time, like bashing all the, what's that, uh, uh, social studies. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but listen up, people. Hard science. Uh, no evolutionary feeling. psychology is social studies it's part of that i mean you can't it's not it's not scientific it's only science if it agrees with me hmm? it's only science if it agrees with me now there's a scientific <laughs> method method and it says you need to prove it with testing and you can't test evolutionary psychology mm. it's always just like well that sounds reasonable i guess that could be true i mean there, there are a couple of things that um we're able to test and there are, is some um let legit um scientific progress in this field but there's also just a lot of pop pop science there a lot of books telling you that that's just the way it is because evolution and yeah and it might be that it's just not evolution at all not biology at all but society 
teaching you this in a lot of cases. So what did you mean by, do we want to talk about real life Nazis? All right. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've read, um, I've seen this link we just posted in the, to the New York Times and Reddit and uh, the DE, the German subreddit. Mm. And there was uh, one person asking, um, he wanted to come to immigrate to Germany to work there in the healthcare and if he should be worried. And I thought like, I mean, we have a lot of thoughts about all that stuff, but what about our experience? I guess that's like the really uh, interesting stuff we can talk about, right? Um, living in Constance, uh, I've, as I said, I, I know like Turkish youth groups that I think there was also like a gang, a youth gang, but there was also like a, a Turkish family living in my, in our house, like in our, they had a flat there and they were always like weird, didn't speak all language. And then one, one time they, um, had a goat and then they just, um, like slit the throat of the goat and hang it outside on the balcony to let the blood out. So really weird. Everyone was like a bit weirded out, but they were so nice. <laughs> they were really, really cool people. They were always like invited to everything. And we told them that in Germany, you can't do that. And they were like, oh, sorry, we didn't know. Uh, will not happen again. Never happened again. The kids were cool. I mean, they were a lot younger than me, so we didn't really do much together and i never really draw a distinction because of this weird family to like the weird grandma and the other flat that uh always smelled weird it's just like okay these are people they are just different and that's okay and yeah never had problems then we moved out to like a suburb to the waldsiedlung mystery mm -hmm. interesting enough like I knew there were neo-Nazis and this, this was a topic back then as well. Um, so I don't know, 20 years ago. Mm. Yeah, must be 20 years ago when we moved. And yeah, then I, I met a guy there and we like hung out with other friends. I, I never hung out with him personally. And I noticed he had like a, a, like a sticker on, on his vest. Uh, Wehrmacht and some other stuff and then I pointed it out he he had long long hairs he did not look like an, your usual Nazi and I asked him and um, I got into a huge discussion with him um, because he just thought that A. Germany is going to shit and B. that there can't be a political system that works except if there's one person at top so he was basically authoritarian, mm -hmm. fascist. And that was like his main conviction. Um, I never really got him to uh, to change his mind. We didn't really talk a lot about it, but you know, we all were like of a different opinion and he mostly hung with another guy. Mm. Um, yeah, they did some weird stuff, did some weird drugs. Um, just weird people in general. But this was the first time I met like someone who wasn't more left than right. <laughs> I'd say, yeah. 
And then, yeah, never, never problems with Nazis at all until we went to university in Magdeburg. And yeah, I got a very cheap flat. Uh, and turns out the area we I lived in was kind of a Nazi area. So it wasn't unusual to see like people with um, with swastikas tattooed on them, um, with their combat boots, with white um, schnürsenkel, walking shoelaces, walking around. Um, and I was kind of afraid. I mean, I had like a, a no Nazi T-shirt back then, but I never tried to wear it because <laughs> I was just too afraid to get. Uh, yeah and i also like back then i had long hair like i have now and i didn't wear like i think i looked more like leftist punk guy than the nazi but you they straight mean... looked like a hippie right? oh like a hippie yeah Very right, right, right. i always looked like a hippie <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i never really had problems um with them or they never made problems with me I always had a problem with them, <laughs> for sure. And yeah, I, I remember one one night I was like reading a book at the uh, train station, tram station, and I was looking up and there was just like a group of Nazis surrounding me, but like being concerned with themselves. And then I, I think that time I realized like how many Nazis are in Magdeburg? And then, yeah, then once going to university in the morning, there was like one drunk Nazi who started some shit in the tram and started beating on someone. I don't know who, but there were like a lot of people and they threw him out. But I really was, yeah, really was afraid at that point. And then one time when I went back from your place, uh, in the tram, there were... I think it was like it wasn't really full they were like it was middle of the night like 1 a.m or 2 a.m or something like that and there were like i guess 10 people in the in the whole tram and then suddenly a huge group of neo-nazis comes in with their dogs and like a young uh, blonde girl and she is the loudest of all of them like singing neo-nazi songs shouting around and then they they really they filled like the the part where I could look. So I, I didn't really see what they were doing. They were somewhat like fifty meters away from me, um, starting some shit, I guess. And then um, a couple of stops after that, the tram came to a halt, and they just went out. And there was a car waiting for them, and then they drove away. But every, everyone else was supposed to stay inside. It wasn't a stop, a regular stop. And I saw that there, there was like two people and they were um, like holding their faces bleeding everywhere. And then we had to wait until the police came and um, they like asked us stuff. I think I, I, I also like I slipped out before the police came. But mm. yeah, that that was like the. Yeah, kind of wake up call. What's going on in Germany for me? Um, and I never knew what I should have done if I should have gone in there. I know I noticed that like 
couple of the guys they had like um handschuhe uh, gloves gloves but like these fighting gloves with like um knuckle protections they were like really big muscular guys and i was kind of wasted on my way back but i really yeah i still kind of struggle with with this memory um because i feel like i should have done maybe something i mean I, back then I, I did train aikido which would not have helped me a lot but back then i, I still thought it it would mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah um but that also was like the last time i really remember anything with neo-nazis in my life i mean i moved to berlin which is much more multiculti and much more nice mm. um haven't seen like outright nazis in leipzig either i think like on some occasions when there are like football uh thingies but i don't know football fans and neo-nazis they often look very similar and behave similar and are the same i guess no no let's not bash <laughs> all football fans I mean, it's not my sport but yeah so yeah i don't know i i thought about what i could like tell the guy who asked on on um, on reddit how the situation is in germany but i thought like i guess only only another immigrant can answer this question for him I don't know. I was never personally bothered, like attacked by neo-Nazis. I saw them. I saw them being shitty Nazis as well. But um, yeah, privilege, right? Yeah, that's also what I generally say when I'm asked like in South Africa and they say, oh, when I visit Germany someday, what's that like? I also generally say, well, I think it's nice, but I also have no idea what it would be like for you. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, obviously, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you know, when my wife is here, we never had any issues, I think. Well, I mean, we had some awkward stuff, but that was uh, in a different setting where one of the actors I had worked with suddenly drunkenly went on a racist rant and well at least I was in the position to blacklist him from the company so that was nice <laughs> but uh, yeah beyond that we have not been really bothered I mean obviously we're also hermits and we don't go outside much but <laughs> for the few yeah. things that we do uh, was not too much of an issue I mean I've heard like a lot of more people like going on racist rants in my life that for sure um lots of old old people ranting older people at least. yeah well it seems like we've kind of reached our usual running time should we just leave this a thoroughly depressing episode? <laughs> I want to. I want to do one one shout out to Epic Games again. Uh, the oh. game, because Epic Games again has like two free games this week and next week as well. And in both cases, there is one pretty cool game. Mm -hmm. I think next week there are even two. Um, 
it's a rough <laughs> transition but yeah um do you want to show it or should i just like uh i'll i just open it up so once it's loaded i'm gonna all ah, right okay. screen just always takes a while um i think we have to be more conscious and i think i'd like to do something maybe that's video game related to combat this weird right wing slant in germany not sure what yet yeah doing something would be nice um okay might come down like to f just fight misinformation uh, well, I guess I still have that um, fact-checking game that I never released that was also based on the Nazi group's huh. propaganda. Uh, I guess we can just throw that out. I mean, I guess I would make a couple of tweaks, but it's really, like, <laughs> super simple. <laughs> um, okay, so what's yeah. this? Shovel works. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> this one, I don't know. Looks kind of cool. I like the art style. Although it's like a weird mesh. Um, so it's an endless also a cool name for a company. Twist? Terrible posture games. So it's about game development. So join the ongoing adventures of developers at the world's worst video game studio as they endure antics both absurd and topical. This week, Mitch joins Shovelworks Studio as a new animator, but not as all as it seems at the studio. That seems to be free in general. Oh. There's no price listed. Interesting. Oh, well, it's now on Epic. <laughs> oh, it's episode one. I guess I'm ah, going right, to grab it anyway, one. because I collect free stuff. <laughs> yeah, but it's actually the, the other one I wanted to yes. point out. Then let us look the at The other that. one is a very interestingly weird game. I've Heard a lot of good stuff about it. Haven't played it myself. Finji is a cool publishing company and game or games company. What? Anyway. Why is this? What? Okay. Let's try that again. Yeah. So Wilma's Warehouse is a game about managing a warehouse. Huh. I mean, it looks very minimalist and very, I don't know, mm -hmm. but yeah, you can, they will ha give you like um, new stuff and then you have to sort it yourself in this room. You can sort it where, however, wherever you want. Mm -hmm. And then um, I think like it's in, in days or so, um, they will want to have like specific stuff to to be delivered and then you have to quickly go and get it and deliver it but okay. yeah apparently it's pretty neat <laughs> okay yeah, it looks interesting and i think yeah it could be like a cool relaxing game uh as far as i've, I've heard it's, it's very neat to just sit down relax and play all right 
Well, of course, sorting. I love sorting. <laughs> so. Cool. Well, I actually collected a bunch more stuff I wanted to talk about, but I feel like saving that for a happier episode. No. Well, I guess if you have nothing else. Mm, no, I mean, I still have like a couple of things, but yeah. Uh, maybe just one, one, one more thing, if you don't mind. Sure. So, do you remember uh, Sailor J? Because we remember mm -hmm. Sarah Z yes, before. So, Sailor J is not on YouTube anymore. She left. There's only she deleted all her videos. Mm -hmm. Just left one to explain why she did leave. Which is because uh, she's just upset with YouTube and that they don't highlight like that they highlight her videos more than um, of trans people or more interesting people. Uh, uh, her issue, I think, was specifically with uh, trans people on um, YouTube and that yeah, if you in. are trans and you want to make like a cool video explaining um, your transition or help people like cope with theirs, yeah. then you will quickly be demonetized on YouTube and the algorithm snubs you or so. Yeah, and she was just so upset and stuff. Yeah, she was so upset with that that she said he, she can't like continue making uh, content on this page. She never wanted to be a YouTuber anyway. She just had something to say and she made some fun stuff as well. And now she just stopped. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah, I guess it's a it's a very commendable follow through of beliefs, but of course it's sad that now she's gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, is she going anywhere else, or is she just focusing on her acting career? Or I think know? she's just gone. But you, you can uh, look look her at her video. Yeah, well, I've, I've, I follow her on Twitter, and I think before I left, um, she was already talking about uh, yeah. not wanting to do this anymore. Um, I, I don't remember the specifics. It's uh, been a little. Yeah, she. I think she she said like uh, to follow her on Instagram and Twitter instead. Hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Then one last thing. So I have not looked deeply into this, just I read through the basic um, marketing material, but a games and online harassment hotline has gone online. Uh, it's uh, run by Feminist Frequency. It's one of their projects. Oh, cool. And um, so it's just in the US. Uh, in the, at the moment, but um, basically how it works is you send a text message and there's a short automated interview and then you're being uh, connected with a, well, basically with a trained person who can help you out with all sorts of stuff. Um, like they say it's not even just specifically about harassment. Uh, you can also just, if you are 
just if you're in need. It's basically a helpline for you know developers, players, um, everything, and uh, also apparently with uh, call back. I mean, I don't know if they call you back or if they email you for one check-in mm. uh, again, which apparently like is uh, shown to like show the best results. You know, in suicide hotlines, when people not only talk once, but if they're called back and checked in on that, that really cements yeah. the help and everything. So yeah, they just launched this. I guess that's something to look uh, into the gameshotline.org. Um, sounds like a cool Pretty thing. Cool. Pretty uh, cool, yeah. Yeah, I exactly that the thing I, I, I spoke to earlier, right? Mm. It's a another system. Something different, like it's an approach to make the world better. Sidelining the other stuff. Also great design. I love the the image. Yeah, so um I think they've been working on it for a while. And I think it's good that there's something happening there because that's something I've wondered when the whole Gamergate thing happened. Like, mm. like what can we do to combat that? How can we help people who are being dogpiled? You know, uh, how can we form like a protective wall around people? Because that seems sort of impossible, and this seems like a like a cool step to have like trained professionals and obviously you know created by people who've gone through this. Um, mm. Obviously, from feminist frequency and also uh, crash override network, you can get a lot of resources from those people. It's happened to the worst, possibly. Yeah. Um, how to how to handle it, how to secure yourself, and then you know having a support hotline to talk to someone. Um, that's probably pretty pretty good because the main thing that happens is that it's very isolating, right? Yeah. And so. That seems like a cool thing. Yeah. Interestingly enough, like uh, my friend Connie also told me like a, a story about this, mm. about the time when she um, was uh, doing the Twitch channel. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously, it's her story, so I don't know. Maybe we can have her on sometime. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> right. It okay. could be that she she doesn't want to go on Twitch anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, okay. So, yes, I threw this up as our end plug. So we have reached the end of our episode, I guess. Is there anything left to say? Anything to take back? <laughs> so, okay, I'm going to take back the yeah, thing. I don't know in the comments. <laughs> So obviously when I talk about killing people, I'm exaggerating a bit, but only a little bit, to be honest. Yeah, they kind of feel like if there's not, no other way to do it, somehow you have to keep uh, people accountable and sometimes for very atrocious crimes. Anyway, now I'm digging myself in again. Killing a priest <laughs> is always wrong. No, I, I don't. I think that's, that's just a, a bad solution to a problem that's somewhere else. These people need to be... Um, to be stopped with the but that doesn't mean they have to be killed and yeah. i think we we shouldn't 
know. If you have an active shooter somewhere and you can't take him down without killing him, that's obviously preferred. But if you can't, if that person is insistent on killing people, then you kind of have to do what you have to do, right? Yeah, it's a different <laughs> story, though. No, it's not. <laughs> that is what I'm trying to say. It is not. They are actively killing people left and right and in masses. So I'm like, eh. Why not? Why not want this once? But no, I'm saying I'm taking it back, not digging myself deeper into it. Yeah, well, you keep digging. <laughs> so just... so let's, let's just make sure for all our listeners that even if Hannes was really adamant about it, I doubt he will leave his, <laughs> he will leave his uh, flat to do some no, I'm just, harm I'm, to I'm, people. When the building of the guillotines begins, then I'm going to help with it. But that's, you know, I'm squeamish about it. I was already a little bit a little squeamish about killing a cow, so. <laughs> but it felt like an honest thing to do. So, I don't know. Let's see how the revolution goes. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying we need one. Uh, I'm dead. I agree. Yes. All right, then. <laughs> on that, On that cheerful note. Uh, yeah, let's see what next week brings. And thanks for listening. Maybe we'll have a happy episode that is about games and stuff. Because I have a collected a list of games I want to be talking about. I still haven't told you what I spent all last weekend playing and what I'm probably going to spend all this weekend playing. So, next time. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Goodbye, Vendesil. And goodbye. And listen this. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.